0: I heard a rumor. I heard a rumor. Yeah. Um, Matt, you got you got Bitcoin? Matt, you got Bitcoin?
1: Oh, okay, okay. We we (laughs) no last time we tried to talk about crypto in the opening of an episode, become cursed and get to hold on. Now hold on.
0: Matt, you (laughs) I'm okay. I I am a circa I'm
1: like a circa twenty sixteen to twenty eighteen crypto guy. I'm not a modern crypto guy. Let me set the record straight. But you
0: you still got Bitcoin? Yeah, I got some Bitcoin. What, what that Bitcoin worth? No, he has what, a bit what? of coin.
2: That's what, what he yeah. told
1: us before.
2: <laughs> the, he has a bit of coin. Don't what? put my man under the
0: bus like what's,
1: that. What's one Bitcoin worth? It's like 15K right, right now. It's basically pennies compared to the 50K at the top it was.
0: Okay, so wait. I, you, got, you got a lot of Bitcoin?
1: Hey, man, all I'm saying is I've got a bit of coin. So Matthew's address is 421. Because
0: <laughs> here's, here's what I'm saying. Okay. You were slinging the arrows of Misfortune at Harry Potter, being a rich boy, uh, giving candy to Ron Weasley. When you're here with, with 15 grand Bitcoin... And I'm poor. My <laughs> so Jake yeah. Jake ended the last episode saying he doesn't have health insurance. And my man... <laughs> My man over
1: here got Bitcoin. What, what, do you, what do you want me to do? Pay for it? Like, buy him private health insurance? Yes. Matthew, if I could choose between having health insurance and having Bitcoin,
2: I
0: would choose health insurance, guys. Please, for yeah. the love of God. Matt, why doesn't the Tough Cut Pod give insurance to its podcasters? <sighs> okay, look, we're in early days. To a state. star that
1: Okay, we're we're an early stage startup. We haven't yet figured out all the benefits for the company. We've (laughs) keep bleeding employees, so it's really just (laughs) like okay, it's tough on me right now. How How much money have I put up? You know, to front this brand? No,
2: No, how do you international
1: stage? Me
2: me feel when Gary, our intern, has health insurance and I don't?
1: How do you think it it from his wife?
2: Okay, well then I need to marry his wife. Sorry, Gary.
1: I, that can be arranged. I'm ordained. We can do that like live. Okay. All right. Uh, he, wow. Wait. Up. Hey, wait, tough cuties.
2: Would you be interested in a live wedding to get Jake
1: <laughs> insurance? Uh...
0: <laughs> this is our wedding stream to get Jake insurance. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do, do the wedding stream.
1: We'll, we'll do the, the wedding stream right after we do the Sonic script stream. Um, yeah, yeah. When we get three more <laughs> tweets to read this. You know, script.
2: Here's the thing. What day? It's going to happen. Because, you know, and, like. The new so- a- the new Sonic movie is gonna drop whatever whenever it comes, or even the new Sonic game came out. So Sonic's on the mind. Oh yeah, Sonic Frontiers. Someone's
1: gonna someone's gonna do it. And on that Sonic costume. It's it's sitting getting dust. I spent like a hundred dollars on that. Thing. It's not getting dust. You
0: wear it every night. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I run around the neighborhood like. Err. Wait, okay. I
0: should say, Matt, you're Sonic. Jake, who are you gonna be? I feel like I should be Eggman. <laughs> mm. I feel like you should be Eggman too. That's man. cute. I like that. I mean, hmm oh, you're James Marsden.
2: I no, James Marsden well, James is James Marsden. Marsden. Oh, oh Marsden. right, right. I forgot. Right. We
0: agreed to get him on the show. Yeah, yeah. James show.
2: Marsden is James Marsden. I mean, I'll be Shadow. I'm the closest thing to Shadow y'all got.
1: Mm. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I'm not. You know what? I'm that's not, not a i You're not uh, yeah. yeah, well, we'll figure that's out the logistics that. when the time comes, but right. know that that's oh on our god, radar. Oh my god, that's how
2: you got a bit of coin, because you're Sonic and you're fast to get coins. It all makes
1: sense now. Sonic, anyway, Sonic gets uh, rings. Hello and welcome back. We're the Tough Cut <laughs> Podcast. And I'm Matthew. I'm Alex. And I'm Shadow today, baby. Shadow. And this is episode 85, part 4 of our Childhood Fears Bracket. coming at you in today's episode we've got quite the finale um it is Coraline versus Pan's Labyrinth but before we get to that we've got some honorable mentions um there were some other spooky things that scared Alex as a kid um and there's plenty (laughs) of things that scared you guys (laughs)
2: everyone just said wow I
1: I uh
2: What's it? I yield my time to Alex. That's what everyone said in the honorable mentions <laughs> today. It was really, they knew that he'd have a long list. Um, well, first off, uh spoilers for these and the me- movies we mentioned uh, in the finale. Uh, we'll probably be talking about shenanigans that go on uh, in these movies. And also, thank you guys. Uh, you gave a lot of good honorable mentions uh, a lot more than we usually get, so we appreciate y'all. Um, it's either a good bracket or you guys really are starting to believe in the cause. Um, I choose to
0: believe in the latter, yeah. So, yeah, we, we want me to kick this off. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. Getting into it. I think truth be told, I actually don't have that many movies that I was scared of as a kid. And the you reason being, allowed to watch them, it's not that I wasn't allowed to watch them. They just were never put in front of me. Like if yeah. I was like, Hey, I want to watch saw six. Is there a saw six? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I didn't know if it was called Saw 6 or, like, which one is Spiral. Is Spiral 7 or 8? 9. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> man, Saturday is going to be a long day. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. That's um, the idea. So, like, I don't really have that many movies that scared me as a kid because I didn't really watch them. One that kind of scared me, but I saw it when I was, like, a little bit o- Like, I was kind of old enough to see it, so it wasn't super scary. Was uh, the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie? Mm. Those oh. skeleton zombies—they spooky. Yeah, you. they are kind um, of spooky. Well, like, that's a great movie. I definitely am not scared of it now. But man, it's so fun. It's such a good one. Yeah, There's we kind of talked about, about that extensively. Gore Verbinski's hunt. <laughs> <laughs> That would have scared me, but for different reasons.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, and we talked about uh, that movie extensively in our Pirates bracket. Mm-hmm. Mouse um, Hunt probably actually, actually probably, probably yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Ironically, probably, yeah but yeah. if
0: you like Pirates of the Caribbean go check out our Pirates bracket it's yeah. a really good one it's a banger it, yeah it's a good movie you nice. guys got any or you want me
1: to keep going um yeah I can I can throw out um uh yeah Dr. Strangelove and how I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb the threat of nuclear annihilation you know it's a lot to come to grips with as a child cool I'm kidding that movie fucking rules
2: I really, I, I couldn't tell if you were serious. I'm going to be completely I, I, honest.
1: I I have seen it, and, and I also wrote a couple papers about it in college. Oh, too. I thought you
2: meant, like, as a kid to try to compartmentalize your fear. <laughs> like, your parents sat you down, and they're like, Listen, little Matthew, in order to get your fear, you have to write an essay. And I expected in APA format and due by noon.
1: True, true. Many people are saying this. Um, but no, the, um, the scene in NeverEnding Story where that horse dies is pretty oh. crazy. That's pretty metal, yeah. I, never I saw don't that. think that movie really scared me, but like that scene, I remember being like. I think it did Damn. scare you, and I think you're
2: putting up a brave front.
1: Thank you. Well, I am really pretty brave. Um,
2: <laughs> speaking of horses. <laughs> yeah. Um, did we mention horses? Anyway, speaking of horses, uh, a movie that, I don't know, man, my brain's mush. A movie that scared me uh, as a kid was The Brothers Grimm. And that, yeah, it's with Heath Ledger as the lead. Uh and it goes through all like the brothers Grimm like stories that are the original, like, oh, like the princess, and, oh, like Little Red Riding Hood, but it's like the macabre versions. And great Heath Ledger performance, all this stuff. Uh, there's just a scene where uh a horse gets pregnant by spiders. Um mm, and, do it. and there's like a, a scene where like the horse opens its mouth and you could see spiders crawling all it and the webs inside, and then it like gives birth to like this really scary gingerbread man. It haunted me for a long time. That like that scene like lives in my head rent free. Anytime like I get my like random bouts of I'm genuinely very scared of spiders. Let me think of all the spiders that have ever scared me. Uh, That is (laughs) that is uh, one of them. So I, I honestly do really like the movie, though, like upon like a rewatch. I just hate that scene. Obviously, uh, it's a really cool. If you guys haven't seen it, maybe I'll put it in a bracket. Um, But I do recommend it. I have
1: not. What yeah, it makes me it, think of, though.
2: What it makes me think of.
1: Uh, in the like early to mid 2000s, I feel like societally we went through a phase where Oof. we were making a lot of like
0: fractured fairy tales.
1: Yeah. Like edgy, mm-hmm. edgy fairy tales. Um, there are like eight ones with about snow white. I feel like, yeah, I
0: remember. And
1: I mix all of them together in my head. And I know Charlie Swan or the guy who plays Bella's dad in twilight is in one of them. Yeah. And I'm like sitting there. Why did you call him by his government name? Just that. Um, because I'm just gearing up for a twilight bracket. It's on the mind constantly. Um, Oh yeah. Matt Damon's the other lead, by the way, it's Matt Damon. Yeah. Yeah, Matt oh, Damon, wow. Fledger. Ledger—that's wow. crazy. um But yeah, I always think of that one. I don't remember what it's called, but I remember Charlie Swan's in it. I'm like, damn, he do be kind of killing. Oh my god! Great... And
2: the dude from uh Parts of the Caribbean who, Odd
1: uh, Glass Eye—he's in it. It's oh. Josh Hutcherson in one. I feel like I remember him being in. it. Yeah, he's in, he's like, in he's like the Ridge to Terabithia. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Also. And oh,
2: that's sad.
1: Yeah. Damn, it's really yeah. Did that scare you? <laughs> well, as that a kid? scared I me a as a
2: kid because I thought I could never date her again. Because I did—that was the point where <laughs> I, I think i said this on the podcast. Thought really I thought, died. like, yeah, I thought the <laughs> she really died, and then they released a featurette where she was like singing because she tried to get a music career after it, um mm-hmm. and where she was singing some song—I can't remember it—and I was like, wow, this is such a sad moment. <laughs> that they're doing a memorial for her and she, it's almost like she did her own memorial. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I could say that I was scared of it because I was
1: scared. I'd never find true love. Actually, you know what? I'll throw another one out. Speaking of Josh Hutcherson, (laughs) uh, the movie RV. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it didn't like scare me, but it really grossed me out as a child. Yeah. There's like a poop scene in it. I'm pretty sure where like poop explodes from the RV. And like, I was just like, you know what? I'm not here for it.
2: That's really funny. That's like (laughs) really, really funny.
1: Wow, he's so young. Yeah, he was really small for a long time. (laughs) All right, (laughs) Alice, give us two of yours. Yeah, I can do two. Um, I can actually probably do like three or four. Um, I asked for
0: two. Well, I'm giving you more than that. We were talking about Fractured Fairy Tales, and that made me think of um, Hoodwinked. Mm, which that scared you Yeah. Oh. now the well, animation no, think about it. it's the animation uh, so yeah, I, think I think a, think a lot of the it. movies that i didn't like as a kid that mm-hmm. didn't necessarily scare me but like i just didn't want to watch them because of the like uncanny valley of animation so i'm thinking of like hoodwinked monster house famously um, monster
1: house he's talked about I hate it a lot.
0: monster house uh, polar express is another one that i hated uh, mm-hmm. Which an audience member said, too. So, yeah, out, I was, was going to
1: bring that one up. Knowing your hatred for Polar Express. Yeah. you And that audience member are kindred spirits or it's just your brother. <laughs> that could be my brother. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you got three or four of them. I don't know. I, I don't know how many. It's just just on the topic of hoodwinked. I don't know what your guys thoughts are in the movie, but I feel like myself and my siblings had like a weird, not like attachment. Because I couldn't remember a single plot beat really, other than like the schnitzel guy. But like, I feel like we watched it a lot. I watched it a lot.
0: Okay, so I didn't, I hated the animation of Hoodwinked, but I thought it was such a fun idea. Like, (laughs) it's, it probably is a
1: terrible
0: movie. It probably does not, no, it's a good
1: movie. The second one's bad.
0: Uh, are we, are like you going sure? to you gonna gonna
1: die on that hill, Jake? I'm dying when, on
0: the fucking hill that it's <laughs> a
1: <laughs> good when movie. Did you, when did you last see Hoodwinked?
2: <laughs> um, don't ask me questions. I'm not I'm, prepared to have answers. I'm about for I think to we unload. Need
0: to have a, we need no. to have a Hoodwinked live stream. Yeah, I was going to say Yeah, we'll add that to the think, list after Hood-winked. the wedding stream. Wow, wait, guys, Hood-winked, great um, bracket idea. Movies we used to think were good. Or like movies we saw a long time ago that Movies we swear
1: by? Yeah, movies we swear were good. That seems like a very fun idea. All I'm saying is I feel like Hoodwinked might not hold up.
2: Okay. It had it had an undercover
1: grandy, it had a, a sleuth wolf.
2: Like it had like I just think Schnitzel guy, that yeah. squirrel. No, it
0: probably has tasteless jokes. I think I think it has some really dumb, boring jokes that would make adults just groan, and be like, "Why am I watching this?" But I think it also has like some really good structural things that are like really cool. Like I remember the wolf being such a fun, interesting character. Yeah, like a grizzled detective wolf that everyone thinks is the
1: villain. Yes, so fun. Yeah. All I'm saying is, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not convinced. Um, it's gonna be your new favorite movie. On the what? <laughs> It'd be my new favorite movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're we're going to have a real hoodwinked resurgence here in in 2022. Retweet if you love your mom or you're a hoodwinker. No one will know. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. We know it's both. <laughs> um on the So actually several of those um Monster House ended up on the honorable mentions. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. Polar Express ended up no, on the No, you honorable had like mentions. it's a very
2: I think that's a very um real
0: fear that people people had so like animation was just not good
1: i i'd never really bothered me it never bothered um me. i actually have pretty fond memories of monster house in particular same. i remember but being real again fun. we're not
0: good we're not Wait, good gauges for do you guys remember the like cartoon network halloween special it was the same uncanny valley the uncanny valley like animation where these kids are like dressed up in halloween costumes and they like break into this like supposedly haunted house and they get sucked into Halloween world. And there's like a, a Halloween world party. And there's like a witch is hosting a party for a bunch of
1: monsters. And the kids. That end sounds up like there.
0: the plot of that Scooby-Doo movie. God, I'm going to find what this was.
1: Uh, yeah. The, um, the goblin, the goblin king. king.
2: But what were you saying, Matthew? As he um, I, the,
1: I just wanted to draw some attention to the cat in the hat. As, oh my a, God. as a great honorable, honorable, honorable mention, mention from
2: an audience member.
1: This is a film I swear by as being like a surreal nightmare. If yeah. you watch it over the age of like twelve, um, no,
2: it's one of those where I'm like, no one should like anyone who was part of this production. I I don't trust cursed. I don't trust them. <laughs> like I literally, if you told me if I'm on a film set with you and you told me, yeah, I worked in Cat in the Hat, I would I would walk, I would walk because something's going down on that production. And I don't want to be a
0: part of it. Okay, the I've found the movie. Google Scary Godmother, colon oh. Halloween Spooktacular.
2: Yeah, that's a, no, Scary Godmother was just a series. That was just, the, that animation what? is, yeah, that that was like a, a Must mo- be their,
1: movie had a movie.
0: I loved those movies, really? actually.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh!
1: There's, there's more than just this one. I remember this.
0: I've
2: yeah, I love this, Scary Godmother.
1: Spooktacular, yeah. Yeah, the Revenge Avenged of Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah, the
2: animation is kind of cursed though. But like It's horrifying. Uh, yeah, you don't remember that little boy? That boy with the devil horns? He's iconic. And the witch, the witch I had mixed feelings about because I was kind of attracted to her but I was course, a Of course, of course you were. Look, I'm a consistent. <laughs> I am a consistent. Why do you nah, link us a link here? Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> A24's cat in the hat. <laughs>
1: I've been sitting on this for a minute. <laughs>
2: oh no! How long is this?
1: It's it's one minute long. I'm
2: watching right. it now. This is horrifying. They like edited the. the
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every, <laughs> uh, ever since this video came out five months ago, it really really changed my brain on how I think of Cat in the Hat, which is not actually true. A uh, Cat think Cat in the <laughs> Hat has been um not good for a long time, but this just was the actually people on the swear
2: by this movie. Do they? Yeah, mm. people swear by it. That's he, a red here's flag. Here's uh, Michael or Michael, Mike Myers deserves jail time for this.
1: It's um, like, if you sit down <laughs> on a first date and your and your potential lover mentions that they swear by a Cat in the Hat, well, you sleep with them
2: for sure. You just don't marry
1: them. Oh, you know, it's they're gonna f- be they're wild. It's gonna be very,
2: very good intercourse. <laughs> Sorry for our underage viewers, uh, guys.
0: It's, guys. I never asked my wife if she liked cat in the hat. Can you do it? can you do it right now, actually? Yeah. Okay. Hey babe. Marina. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. I have an important question for you. What do you think of Mike Myers the Cat in the Hat movie?
1: It's kind of creepy.
0: <sighs> oh, oh my gosh Thank God we don't have okay. to go to divorce. Lawyers stand <laughs> down. Lawyers
2: stand down. I <laughs> well, uh, okay, love you. Okay, love you too. We, love you,
1: J- Jake. We don't. We don't have a lawyer anymore. We we
2: we fired the lawyer. Oh, I bet they have health insurance now. I fucking hate it here.
1: <laughs> um, Whew. I'm so happy for you, Alex. I'm, I'm very happy. happy. You. Really, you should be checking. Okay, this is yeah. a PSA. Really, to everyone, check <laughs> if your significant other likes the mike myers cat in the hat
0: look i think you know this is something we really missed in our like pre-wedding counseling you know you're like supposed Mm. to like Mm -hmm. have those big conversations like do you want kids like when do you want kids like where do you want to live like are you stable in your job like where do you think your career is going do you like the mike myers cat in the hat like these Mm -hmm. are all important Mm -hmm. questions you need to Mm -hmm. ask um and i'm i just got lucky
2: Alternatively, on your dating apps, uh, you should also be vetting people out, but for a sexy fun time, too. Uh, I think if you put I like Cat in the hat, that is code for I'm about to have I I will do anything and everything to to have the BDSM dream of my life.
1: And or it means you're a tough cut viewer and that's how you should find each other. Find love. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to think if I know of any tough cut viewers
2: that have slept with each other. That's gonna be my you personal know mission. Yeah, I'm not. I'm
0: not. I'm not worried about that. Right.
1: I'm right worried. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm worried. Jace like, I want the cuties and the nasties to find love. Oh, find love. because
2: there there are factions. It's like you know how they have that stupid like dark theta, light theta thing. Uh, like sororities yeah yeah yeah, yeah sure yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry this dude was too busy in fucking crypto jesus christ
0: uh, oh, i was um, too busy watching bitcoin
1: go up and down Print um, some cash too busy though. we have You're the tough the cuties life.
2: and the and the nasties and they're two factions of people who enjoy us for very different reasons On i think they true. should get together we should write a movie oh, uh <laughs> a
1: little hey, coming at you next bonus episode a uh, pitch a self-indulgent pitch where we fanfic our viewers yeah. into love with each other instead of them writing fanfic And the villain us.
2: will be the villain will be <laughs> the fucking
0: Transformers uh fan <laughs> it will um, be you Optimus Prime rib Speaking of Optimus Prime rib maybe this is a good segue to get into some of those honorable mentions uh we did get an email Oh god as um, always
2: Oh my god it says Alex's
0: worst nightmare this as is a- the title This is a YouTube video that Optimus Prime Rib made.
1: Two weeks ago! 17 views. They were primed! (laughs) Optimus Prime Rib is showing this video to people. Also, they have one subscriber. Who is it? (laughs) Why do you
0: continue to do this to me, Optimus (laughs) Prime Rib?
1: What have I done to spite you? Why? Why? You know what? I'm actually. Why? You know what? I love you, Alex. I'm going to throw a bone to Optimus Prime. (laughs) This This one's kind of a goaded joke.
2: (laughs) It's just, it was the ending that really sold it for me. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. (laughs) Holy shit. Between Um, A24's cat in the hat and this. God.
1: This has one like. Who liked this? (laughs) (laughs) I want to know if you like, if he's like at his job around the water cooler and he's like yeah I harass these guys on a, on a monthly <laughs> basis. So you want to see the video I made for them? You yeah,
2: want to see the video I made? I showed 16 people. <laughs> I'm scared what this guy's like inevitably like on Reddit. You know what I mean? Like <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Oh, you don't want to see his list of yeah. subscribed subs. Ooh, God. The description of this movie is just a little spooky one. It's
2: I cute. I feel like this guy would be like one of Riddler's incel followers in the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh damn uh, <laughs> uh we love you but we you know that you're a nasty not a cutie uh <laughs> true he is in the
1: he may be king of the nasty fact yeah. king nasty
2: <laughs> we need to find a love we need to find a oh love God. who's the ultimate cutie
1: um with that um running through a couple more of these audience honorable mentions and then yeah. we'll hop into our matchup here
0: absolutely yeah let's
1: do it yeah so there's a couple of ones that came up from us as we walked through the bracket that audiences also mentioned. Um, Namely, Spirited Away was a really big one. Yeah, I mean, it's very cool. Uh,
2: objectively, like, it, it's it's one of those, like, kind of pans labyrinthy it is scary, but it's not, like, kind of meant to be scary. But it's also,
1: yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, like, a dis- that. A, the feeling of displacement as a kid. On that Josh Hutcherson train, we got Zathura.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you love <Ooh>. Zathura. <laughs> I, I mean... <laughs> You're putting words in. my mouth <laughs> You love Sathura, You love Hoodwinked, and you
2: love The Cat in the Hat. You can, it's your holy trinity.
1: Um, Um, Osmosis Jones, robots, which I assume is the like DreamWorks robots. Yeah, yeah the, that's like, scary.
0: The, the is it? Um, with the Robin Fanny, Williams? the fat ass, uh, so the BBL
1: a, before BBL's a BBL route. robot.
2: Yeah, wait, look it up. No, look up, look up, Fanny the robot.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: and robots. No, no she private she browsing. Private, bra- yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, she.
2: She got that dumpy. Did Um, you just save that to your
0: bookmarks? (laughs) 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 That all right was a little suspicious. That's like, I keep this one for later. Um, Um, We kind of skated over Osmosis Jones. But if you like Osmosis Jones, go listen to one of our bonus episodes where we did a mashup of uh, Twilight and Osmosis Jones. And I'm actually pretty happy with the the sequel movie we came up with.
1: I I think it's pretty good. I think it'd be pretty 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 fun. Yeah. Um, The 2008 Speed Racer, which I think is an interesting movie to be afraid of. Thank um, you for
2: specifying, too. Shout out, you.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. that. thank you. That level of specificity is what we need. Um, the Last Unicorn, which I kind of get. Kind of fun. Clockwork Orange. Yeah,
2: yeah, why were you watching that as a kid? Jesus. Yeah, hey,
1: Who, you're right you, there with me. You guys me.
2: are not ones to talk like that. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. I also saw Clockwork Orange when I was, I mean, like, probably like 12. Yeah, yeah that's it's fair. still too young.
1: But Education, baby. Yeah. The person that wrote Spider-Man yep. in quotation marks.
0: Spider-Man, and like, did it specify a year? (laughs) What? I wonder... (laughs) I bet it's the I bet it's the first Tobey Maguire one,
2: but yeah, because I, the the one the scene where the, the building is burning down and then all of a sudden it goes rah like with the okay. Green Goblin, very He's scary. scary. He's but here's the
1: thing: scary. is it specifically Spider Man? Like it's in quotation marks. That's
2: very true. What uh,
1: <laughs> What does that mean? Look, I don't want my I don't <laughs> want my brain to race
2: too much about it because honestly, if I think about it, it's a man about spiders, and I don't like that shit. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, Norman's on sabbatical, um, Honey.
1: <laughs> true. Uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Edward Scissorhands. No,
2: city, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. That guy is fucking terrifying. That main dude. Something about I his.
1: I remember ooh. seeing ads for Chitty Chitty Bang Bang ooh. on VHS or something while yeah. watching other movies as a child. And I'm like, I'm never seeing this movie. Get it yeah. out of here.
2: Very, very scary. Yeah, I've never
1: seen Chitty
0: Chitty Bang Bang, but it makes me think of other movies like that. Were you guys also scared of the dog in the sandlot?
1: no scary
0: i mean no but like i was
2: (laughs) one of my favorite picks on here for honorable mentions is someone said et but not because of the pick itself but because of that like really really funny hall of fame tweet where it said uh me and my friends would have beat et with hammers i'll tell you what and then the tweet got deleted (laughs) and someone screenshot it like now the tweet is deleted and it's just like so funny to me, it's like, yeah, like I watched E.T. and I was like, no, my friends would have beat him to death with hammers.
1: Honestly, depending on the age me and my friends found E.T., we really vary what happened to him. <laughs> I, I I only brought it up
2: because I wanted to question if you wrote the tweet. <laughs>
1: two <laughs> that was two years really makes all the difference on it, that one. huh? It really yeah. does. I mean, you know, w- one moment yourself and your friends are just like hanging out, goofing around. The next moment you're just like, breaking shit in the woods with bats
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> looking
1: for et to smash his little fucking head in i'll break that weird ass finger what the clown hell hunting doing? more like et hunting
2: oh my god on that note i'd be remiss in the childhood fear bracket i was gonna do the original tim curry it um yeah. that like literally like as a kid i feel like that's the epitome of it is so not scary now but it like scared so many kids. Like I, I know so many like adults now who are like genuinely were scared of that. Uh, even adults like older than we are. And I'm like, Oh, that's like really cool. Uh, I think Tim Curry does a great job. That movie yeah. scared a shit on me. Um,
1: um, and then the, the final one, um, uh, that I'm going to call out at least, uh, but original woman, I don't know what this is. And I tried to look it up and I, I don't know if any, uh, you guys know what it is. If we can't find anything, um, thank you guys so much for your honorable mentions. Um, they were sent to us on social media at tough Pod. pod. Um, we really, really appreciate it. Um, if yours didn't get mentioned, we're sorry. We try to get to as many of them as we can, but obviously we'll have oh, so much time. Go ahead. It
2: was an original woman. It was the original Wolfman movies. And it was an auto, <laughs> auto <laughs> typo. Uh, they, oh, that's on air a really typo.
1: Ooh, yeah. Someone's getting fired.
2: Yeah, and hopefully it's me, so I can seek health insurance, health insurance. <laughs> find
1: a new job that's going to give you health insurance. <laughs> yeah, because podcasting ain't cutting it; it's just expensive, dude. We don't got that shit in the budget. All right, with that, we should thank you guys so much.
0: Thank you guys so much for all the honorable mentions. Uh, we we appreciate it. We appreciate the interaction. And uh, if you want to, if you have some movies that you could have sent in, you should follow us on our social media at Tough Cut Pods. We're Instagram Letterboxd. Nice. And TikTok? We have a TikTok, right?
1: Mm-hmm. We got We've all better. our favorites. Um, with that, in our finale matchup here, um, two fantastical uh, films that have got that sharp edge to scare plenty of kids. you um, on one side of the bracket, Triumphing Over, Saw II, um, and Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. We've got Pan's Labyrinth. And then on the other side of the bracket, beating out War of the Worlds. Maybe the scariest movie ever made. Huh. And then Killer Clowns <laughs> from Outer Space. Uh, we have Coraline. Alex, do you want to go ahead and introduce Coraline?
0: Yeah, this time I'm going to read, read what Like a Studios has to say about Coraline. You mm. just switch it up every Wait, is
2: time. It, is, is it Like a Studios current? Like, you know, the fucking Night Brothers? Or is it, this is
0: what's on their website. About their movies, okay. they have a section. Of our films, and it's the summary that they. Fuck get. you, Phil and Travis Knight. All right, continue. Wandering her rambling old house in her boring new town, Coraline (parentheses Dakota Fanning) discovers a hidden door to a fantasy version of her life. In order to stay in the fantasy, she must make a frighteningly real sacrifice. And hmm. that's what they have to say. I like that they do
1: (parentheses Dakota Fanning). Every, you every sell them had,
0: tickets. Every summary we've had has had (parentheses Dakota Fanning). And,
1: you know, they're trying to get that name brand recognition. Nice. Uh, Jake, do you want to reintroduce for the maybe final time Pan's Labyrinth?
2: I sure do. Pan's Labyrinth, uh, 2006, directed by Guillermo del Toro. Uh, You know, it's it's still 1944. Allies have invaded Nazi-held Europe, parentheses, Dakota Fanning. And... uh, Uh yeah, it's, it's basically the lowest me. hanging fruit joke possible and it still got a laugh out of
1: me. I was looking intently at Matthew and uh I got I'm what like, I came for. Yeah, I'm like reading my notes and I'm just like
2: <laughs> <laughs> Um no, it's about a uh, 11 year old Ophelia who is in a really awful uh, scenario in her real human world, but gets offered a uh, escape to a wonderful magical world. But she has to complete these dangerous trials um, in order to get there. Yeah, that's it. And Dakota Fanning is not in the movie. I apologize yeah. to all those Fanning heads.
1: That's yeah, the the third faction on the tough cut, the Dakota Fanning fans. Yeah, the
0: Fannies. We've got the Nasties, the Cuties, and the Fannies. Fans of either Dakota Fanning or Fanny from robots. Fanny here for the robots. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which it's split into more factions. God, we yeah we, we gotta
2: got unite. Factions. We gotta unite us. There's some unification that needs to happen.
1: True. So the unification of the tough cut pod. What I'm gonna kind of call out, like right up top with these films. Yeah, go for it. Please do. Thank you. Um, go for it, do it, thank you, do it, tell us, yeah, thank, come you. On. thank you, say it. I'm um, excited, is, Matt, is, come on, say it, okay. Matt, just say it. I'm trying Matt. to, Matt, I'm say it too.
0: You're scaring okay. him,
1: you're scaring him. <laughs> I'm gonna, so <laughs> much for Big Brave Boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that I think in some ways these films are kind of thematic companion pieces. Um, they yeah. fit thematically really, really, really well together, they have Absolutely. overlapping. Th- themes in really nice ways and then also contrasting themes in really nice ways yeah um and then also just from like a surface level sort of plot perspective um yeah they have some of those similar elements of kind of being whisked away to another world or you know mm-hmm. battling your way through this other world um that i think is literally really, really actually. interesting yeah it, it, yeah it's exactly. like kind
2: of pound for pound like it's kind of wild that these two are going up against each other when you really break it down kind of awesome
1: yeah and i kind of just want to get a sense of like what you guys make of it how they treat their sort of shared themes or similar themes and how they treat their other worlds even
0: sorry that i started laughing um
1: i just started thinking of like oh what if we did
0: like a Coraline in in uh Pan's labyrinth and Ophelia in Coraline. And then I was like, okay, well that's that's not too big because they kind of just do that already. So what if like the monsters from Pan's Labyrinth were in Coraline? And I was like, oh yeah, would the Pale Man be scarier if he had buttons on his hands instead of eyes? It's like, no, definitely not. <laughs> no, he like, would He already he has a thing wouldn't. with his eyes, and that's scarier than buttons. Yeah. Um, um yeah. <laughs> <made me> giggle.
2: <laughs> Alex's brain is a lovely place. I love I love his little brain. <laughs> I think it's great because I think Del Toro also stated uh, how much like he he loves Neil Gaiman and um, obviously the the book Coraline and the like movie Coraline. I I love that these two come in the mediums that they do. Uh, like I love that animation and and stop motion specifically is used in such a way to invoke this uh, fear and also you know like. Uh, It still brings kids in, even though animation is a medium, not, like, a genre for kids. And I think that Del Toro spoke on this a lot, especially recently with this whole Pinocchio thing about that and how effective that could be. But, like, in the inverse end, like, Del Toro crafting this, like, world with, like, how amazing he is at, like, practical effects and, like, making these monsters. It almost feels, like, in this, like, weird way, like an, an animation, like, bringing these characters to life in this really real way and and i think obviously having the two your two protagonists are these like little girls and trying to brave this world uh and not like in their current world trying to brave the other i think it's really telling that these like horror giants feel like our escape uh because i feel like both of them view this in like kind of a, a positive ish way like I, del toros is a little bit more grim um mm mm-hmm. But I think it's it's really telling that you can have like they wanted to bring to life an imagination of this like, of, like a little girl in the ways that they did. But also that that's scary because it's scary growing up. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just I, I think they're both brilliant filmmakers. And it's really interesting that they're trying to convey almost the same message in like completely different mediums.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So keen kind of directly into that thematically. There is a tremendous amount of overlap in this theme of motherhood. Mm -hmm. Um, or really parenthood in general, or maybe, you know, figures of authority. I don't know Mm -hmm. exactly how you want to phrase it. Yeah. Um, Justice
2: for other father.
1: He's one of my favorite characters. I love him. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) In Coraline and in Pan's labyrinth, there is kind of this somewhat complex web of motherly relationships. Mm -hmm. um, And at play. And I think these movies, despite it being like an overlapped theme, deal with it in very different ways. Over the course of Pan's Labyrinth, um, Ophelia is kind of forced to grow up and becomes kind of the the surrogate mother first to like the little little root baby, mm. and then to her literal brother. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Who I guess she dies then before she can really do much. But you know the idea of like yeah, protecting so, a child, yeah. etc. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Contrasted with, I think Coraline follows a curve of like like having to to grow up but then like brought back down into like she still gets to be a kid mm. um and okay. like re-embraces her own parents in a way of like reverting back to childhood yeah. um and and they you know i just think it's really really cool similar to their their mediums of conveyance um are are contrasting their ta- their takes on like the same type of theme are very different sure there's
2: it,
0: a, a lot
1: their of really cool stuff going yeah. on.
2: Yeah, their conclusions, or at least where they want their, their, their protagonists to conclude are, are different, but it can't help but feel similar, um, in a way. Yeah, that's super interesting.
0: Yeah, totally. I think, too, like, thinking about how the mediums work in these two movies and thinking about, like, okay, what if they were switched, right? I think it adds to, I think, the way that these movies conclude, like, Coraline in this stop motion animation, I think stop motion itself lends itself to some horror things sometimes, but it also, like, it alleviates some of it. It makes it very disarming in a way.
2: Mm.
0: Versus, like, I think if Pan's Labyrinth were a stop motion animated movie, The Fawn, I don't think, would be as creepy as it is, right? Because, like, right now, I think part of the reason of why it's so creepy to me, at least, was the way that it feels otherworldly because the makeup like it is like kind of halting in its movements a little bit sometimes like it feels very otherworldly versus if the whole movie was stop motion I feel like it wouldn't have that same differentiation you know
1: Mm. I feel like Uh,
0: Coraline's able to capture this yeah like otherworldly no totally totally you know but I'm, I'm just thinking like I don't know. I guess I don't know where I'm going with those. I feel I, like I, in Pans, it,
2: personally, I feel like part of the horror of it, like, yeah, otherworldly, sure, but I think it kind of also feels grounded in a way. Like, the fawn, like, creaks as if it's, like, a tree when it moves, and it's, like, it's almost, like, it's almost familiar, and I think that's the same thing that Coraline does, where it's, like, it's literally almost to a T familiar, just quote-unquote better, um, and then you realize that it isn't. And with, like, Pan's Labyrinth, a lot of things, like, it would be really cool if this thing existed, and it could be, and that's why it plays with our, like, sense, like, is this real, is this not, with what she's going through? Um, but then when you start to slowly peel back the layers, you get shit like the Pale Man. It's like, why the fuck did you put me through that? And all that. Like, it starts to be like, oh, maybe, maybe it's scary. Um, but they're very real human, still human things, like, you know, greed, like, you know, gluttony and all this stuff. Like, it, it's, it's still very teetering on the precipice of like otherworldly or not and I think Coraline does that as well um pretty effectively Mm. because just just having buttons for eyes something about it it's such a simple choice but just something about just that even when she first arrives it's it's unsettling like it's Mm -hmm. very very unsettling
0: yeah and I think having buttons for eyes is such a good choice I don't know if you saw the like HBO movie that came out last year, sometime during the pandemic, and it was like witches or whatever, which is also based on yeah the road doll. doll. That's a road doll. doll.
1: Mm-hmm. The one with the recent remake with Anne Hathaway. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they
0: have like the like three clawed hands instead mm-hmm. of normal hands. But like that's so like having three clawed hands like poorly animated is such like a bad way mm. to make people scary compared to like the buttons for eyes, right? Like that's such a good scary thing because i feel like too dolls are like a place of comfort for many children but there's also like i think for adults something really scary about them sometimes and that's so it, uh like,
2: there's like a study in torah where it's like you're trying to make like something that seems familiar and safe in childhood and like you're trying to pervert it And distort it uh, yeah that's that's something that's like a really really big thing that they try that's why we're so scared of dolls you know, we're yeah. so scared of, like, little girls in Victorian dresses, like, as, like, you know, ghosts and shit. Yeah,
1: um, I could beat the hell out of a little girl in a Victorian dress. Not scared of that.
2: Matt's got his baseball bat right there.
1: That's right. That's right. This, Actually,
2: is, this is, oh, God, wait, no,
0: he's reaching, he has a, <laughs> why did you have that out? Just in case I need it. Okay. <laughs> Matt's got a sword just on the bed behind him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the guest bedroom so you can oh. like
2: swords in here. Oh, uh, sword guest. you should have said it was sword the, guest for the guest bedroom. Uh, yeah. Some folks leave a Bible in their motels. Uh, Matthew I leaves leave a sword.
1: <laughs> a sword. Like my, my guests never need to know if they need to defend themselves from an assailant and that assailant is me training them.
0: Hmm. <laughs> I, honestly, could you imagine you like go to visit a friend and you like stay in their guest bedroom and like in the middle of the night they creep in and try to attack you and they're like Good job, you defended yourself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You've trained well. That's really funny. I expect you up bright and early tomorrow. That's really funny. um. Yeah, sorry to derail a conversation. No, no. I Expect um, you
0: brighten up early tomorrow because I'm making pancakes. I'm <laughs> you making pancakes. They'll it. be delicious. They'll be delicious. I've got what also think- I was also thinking we could go out to lunch. Amazing. Nice. I've
1: got bourbon barrel maple syrup. Actually, <laughs> <good>. amazing. <laughs> um. Anyway. Oh. I, so also take the shuriken <laughs> <laughs> and I've got a couple kunai as well. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Eat up um, for breakfast. Cause then we're training.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> what a dumb joke.
1: <laughs> it's a very dumb joke. So obviously these movies have got a lot of similarities from like, um, thematic components to structural components. They're, Girls with some level of dissatisfaction. dissatisfaction is probably a little bit of an understatement in Ophelia's case. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the same. And then they get three tasks that they've gotta complete by, mm-hmm. you know, another worldly figure. Yeah. Um in order to for Coraline return to her original world, for Ophelia to escape her world. Um which we've touched on a little bit but is a really really important distinction of where they leave their characters and like what their characters are striving for. And you know, what what do you guys make of that? Like what those end states are in different and really important ways. Ophelia's desire to escape to another world yeah. despite all that she's seen, where Coraline wants to return to her world it, like because of what she's seen. Like
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think like at the end of the day Coraline, you know, like, her family situation is shitty, but not nearly in the same way, right? Yeah. Like, Ophelia is living through true horrors. Whether mm. or not she, like, processes them, you know? Like, she is living through hell. Right. right? And Coraline um, feels that her things are very, I mean, it's very dramatic, right. it, like, it's privileged, very, you know, American right. teens. Like they're very real and, like, very, you know, relatable issues, but they're not on the same level, right? In um, And I think, like... Part of why that transition of, like, Coraline is so much about, like, returning home, like, choosing to return Mm. and be with your family is to be, like, okay, like, you're unhappy with this situation, but, like, this is a normal situation. And, like, you can strive to make this situation better. Sure. Versus in Pan's Labyrinth, it's, like, she is living through stuff that is completely out of her control, right? She has no way of solving any of those problems. Like, escape is the only option for her.
1: Or like even going toe to toe with the, the pale man is a, you know, and whatever it takes to escape the circumstance is preferable to like the horrors of war, humanity, your um, sadistic uh, stepfather and Mm. kind of all of this other stuff. Yeah. I I think it also, like, I think it's a really good point. It, It ties back to sort of the overarching film of like, or the overarching theme that she is being forced to grow up and, the only possible way to escape it is to choose to leave basically. But like all that
0: being said, you know, and I think this is part of why like Pan's Labyrinth, I think is a movie for everyone, but it like, I don't think war is something that is easy for kids to comprehend, you know? And I guess it depends what age we're talking about too. But like, I think I don't know that the horrors of war as shown in this movie are Fully comprehensible to well, like, a child. Here's, They're also here's mostly my... implied
1: horrors. Yeah. You know, like we're not really yeah. like seeing towns slaughtered, right. or you mm-hmm. know, like the only real fascist rounding like... people up.
2: Well, you okay, know? yeah. But here, here's my argument with that. It's like, yes, that may be true for a lot of us, but I feel like, yeah, that's true. A lot of kids have had to grow up grow up very very fast in a lot of different places um and even if it's not just like war torn stuff like understanding war a lot of kids like even just you know in the u.s or whatever had to deal with a lot of intense like whatever things like me personally like i may not have understood what war was exactly and going on but like went through some tough shit so i could understand how homegirl's going through it you know it's or just understanding the hatred and like bigotry like you know you can understand that that fucking captain vidal is a fucking atrocious motherfucker and and scary like having an adult scary figure um in your life like that's it's it's scary and i and i think that like not just i think uh pan's labyrinth does such a good job because honestly as a kid yes the the i did it because pale man scare whatever i was also really scared of captain vidal um, yeah, I think and that's, that's like also a big...
1: by design. <laughs> by design.
2: I mean, it is by design, but I'm talking as like a childhood fear bracket. Like, I it, am I was still scared of him. And I think it's a lesson for kids if they watch Pan's Labyrinth be like, okay, you saw all the scary but also fantastical whatever shit. Why are you more scared of the real life, like, human, like, authority, whatever figure uh, mm. person? And I, I think it's a really beautiful thing. Not to discredit Coraline by any means. I think it's very effective at what it does. Uh as well, I just think that I think pans is a little more all encompassing than than maybe our pool of of
0: thought um
1: what do you mean by that like, you mean it's more relatable, yeah, more relatable encompassing than...
0: yeah, yeah i yeah. think I think that's a really good point, and I definitely looking at the way that I was thinking about that movie, I'm definitely coming at it from a place of privilege of like I had a very lucky like nice childhood and didn't have to deal with scary adults and like I didn't have that issue very much, yeah, so I think yeah, you're definitely right about that
2: mm-hmm. I think uh, uh, something also really interesting about these two movies uh, is that they they both like bring other people outside of it, like kind of into it or they attempt to. Like the whole like Ophelia sacrifice stuff because like they were like, kill, kill the baby. You got to kill the baby. And then like Coraline's like, there are other ghost children in there. They, the other mother takes her parents inside it and kind of the decisions, like I think that's one of the key differences in that, like what it does. Uh, like Coraline didn't, or or Coraline the other mother wanted her like you stay here and then you could stay here it's going to be all great and then I'll let all the other people go where in pans they're like kill the baby but she's like no 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 I'll just kill myself and stay there and then like it'll be great um so I think it's like interesting those two like depictions of like kind of like okay your your family and all these other children are going to be it or oh, you're going to have to, you know, kill a child, kill an innocent to, like, stay in this place. Kind of like what the goal of, like, the place is and what the fear is. Because Pan's Labyrinth, one, promised it to be good. Coraline's promised it to be good, but was revealed that it was ultimately a false promise that it was bad. I don't think Pan's Labyrinth, it's kind of up to us if it's really a bad place or not, you know? The other place.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, again, some of that, I think, hinges on what your interpretation of the ending of the film is. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, because it, I think the film goes pretty far. I mean, you, you know, Pale Man fucking getting his groceries in the other world. You know, you're going to run into <laughs> him like how he keep that buffet stocked. Yeah. What
0: what happens if you're at the grocery store with the Pale Man and there's like one can of beans left and you're in the aisle before him and you grab the can of beans and then he's just like <laughs> and chases after you like. What you gonna do when the pale man in the grocery store with you? Give him yeah, a little I kiss. I don't know. Oh, maybe fair. show him
2: around. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he,
0: need, he needs yeah. a, a seeing eye child. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I guess my, I'm still kind
0: of I'm still kind of stuck on Pale Man with buttons in his hands. Do you think there's like merch like a I Pale think Man doll you could probably draw something hands? that's
2: still scary and like kind of really interesting? Honestly, I'm I'm wondering just from this conversation if people have compared these two movies because they are very similar and like it's a very interesting conversation.
1: Um, I'm sure people have. I'm sure there's like some or we're academic, the first and
2: we're groundbreaking. Um,
1: we're going to look it up and like there's going to be like a hundred like academic papers being like two sides of the same coin ethereal Cinematic souls soulmates. connected yeah spirited away pan's
0: labyrinth and Coraline.
2: yeah i mean spirited away is yeah. another perfect example of this we all want to be wasted away okay well then when it goes down to it because we're coming close to time and stuff childhood fear bracket what we've these all have beaten juggernauts to get to where they're at we have to make a decision on what best um resembles childhood fear And, you know, kind of we've had almost different ish, at least I'm speaking for myself, criteria of like kind of how we're voting going on. And these are two movies up against each other where we have to make a decision what best encompasses like, what do we crown best childhood fear movie?
1: It's really tough. And, you know, like you're you're there's like a lot of considerations to juggle. Um, I think like outright frightening elements, imagery, things of that nature pan's labyrinth kind of absolutely has it um yeah they're just like outright far more frightening moments and th- and creatures and things mm-hmm. it's also though Coraline, i think is a it is a much more approachable film for children sure yeah. um it is in part more aimed at that demographic probably by nature seen by more actual children. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's really tough. And they're also both like just objectively fantastic Objectively films. well-made, yeah. fantastic yeah.
2: movie. It's not like, yeah, like
0: there are fun picks for the Childhood fears bracket. Well, uh, and, and something that I'm thinking about too that you were kind of getting to, Matt, is like, yes, Pan's Labyrinth is, I think, objectively the scarier movie. But this is not like the fears bracket. This is the childhood fears bracket. So are the things that are scary in Pan's Labyrinth specifically scary to children or are they just generally scary? Are the things in Coraline specifically scary to children or are they generally scary? Like, yes, I agree Mm. that the things in Pan's Labyrinth are scarier. Are all of them things, though, that are like childhood fears, right? Like war, I don't think is a childhood fear. It's scary. Could be. It could be, it could yeah, be. it could be. I think for a lot of children in the world, maybe who have like been through war, but like that, I think war is scary to anyone who's been through war, right? Mm. Like that is not a childhood fear. Sure. Um, bad parent, bad adult—that's something that's a childhood fear. That's a scary thing to children for sure. But I just I, what I'm trying to balance is which one is childhood fear. It's yeah, I think I, it's a difference. I, it, I
1: guess. Go okay. ahead, Jake.
0: Well, no, no, no. I, I want to hear your thought. Actually, go for
1: it. My, my thing with that concept, though, is there. There feels something that's like inherently reductive to call a particular fear like just a fear for children. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: because well, I, I don't. I don't think not necessarily like a specific fear for children, but I think there are fears that are like much more. I guess like you're saying your like
2: for example, yeah, this yeah, is a very like on the children. cuff
0: example, like I'm scared of
2: growing up as a kid or I'm scared of puberty, but like a fully grown adult should not be scared of puberty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's a or very like, crude example, but like mm-hmm. a very specific child I'm scared of going into high school, my next grade. Um <laughs> Damn. If you are an adult doing that, please be arrested. Uh, but like I,
1: imagine a 30 a year old man. He he like never graduated high school. His son is enrolling, and then he's like, guess what, Jim? I'm i I'm coming to high school with you. And then you and your dad are in high school together. That sounds like a Disney that channel movie. That feels like a Disney channel movie. <laughs>
0: movie. <laughs> Matt Jake. Yes!
1: Yeah, but imagine
2: if your dad, dad, dad is more popular. Let's write than, that you know. script. I mean, that's isn't that 17 the, again? That is it. Wait, isn't that the movie no, but, Seventeen again? Zac Efron? But wow. but he, well, he's just he's yeah,
1: physically seventeen. He just has a brain of thirty. Yeah, years but not I'm in saying, his
2: image. He thinks
1: I'm saying yeah. you and your dad. Yeah, like yeah. Your, your actual, actual dad. dad is actually in school. <laughs> Sorry, I'm you.
2: trying to like prepare you for the pitch meeting where a producer's like, "Isn't that Seventeen again?" And then <laughs> you know, no, no you're, it's like, different. You're like it's different
1: sitting
0: there, and actually, the
1: dad. You're, you're sitting there in APUS his or no, your dad. You're like getting your class assignments or your placement test, and Dad's like. APUS history is this way. Sorry, <laughs> and then, Yeah, dad, becomes becomes dad more is better at school than he's you. He's more
2: popular. Yeah,
1: he he's like s- star of the baseball team. Yeah, <laughs> and, and well, yeah because yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's like really
0: a fully funny. developed
1: grown man. That's great. He's just like slamming home runs against fifteen year olds, <laughs> and everyone's
0: like, Yeah, yeah, go Tony's dad. That's really funny.
1: Um, and um, then meanwhile you're just like. <laughs> In the I don't know like nerd club I okay um sorry you're in the nerd club <laughs> sorry yeah, yeah yeah
2: no I love it uh here's here's kind of where I'm at with it I kind of see what Alex means I'm kind of like kind of getting like the whole hmm. so I don't know it's hard because I, I was both these kids you know like in 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 a, obviously not specifically but I, I was both these kids I was looking for like a way out or I was looking to like not wrap my head around change. And I I want to escape to a different world. So watching these two movies, I was like, yeah,
1: it's tough. Yeah, this is a really, really tough one. And I also, I guess, just on top I'm, or up top, I'm sure this is true for all of us, but like a vote for one is not necessarily like a condemnation of the other. Oh, they're both that, like, good. They're both that it's so It's not like, good. Hate valid to be afraid of these as a child. I know you do, Jake. We're, <laughs> we forced you to watch them. You like, mandatory <laughs> viewing. Um, hey, I want to say, I want to say up top before we
0: vote, Thank you guys for your pitches for this one, for not doing body horror. Yeah. I mean, I guess saw two a little bit, but like not even that's like not as bad as other things we've watched. No, so I oh, just yeah. want to thank you for not. Look, we've seen some fucked up shit, things.
2: but like I can I can <laughs> take apart like this was a childhood fear and this is like just a bad decision. Uh, <laughs> like as a kid, you know, <laughs> like that's. You're I could I could I could take those two apart. It's is totally fine.
1: Should we um, <laughs> should we do it? Yeah, I guess so. I guess I'll start us off. This is really, as we've said several times, it's really, really tough. I think you made some really, really fantastic points in favor of Pan's Labyrinth here, Jake. However, in fully acknowledging, this is probably like horrifically biased, but just in the way that I view what a childhood fear is, Mm -hmm. Coraline just fits that a little bit better. Yeah. It is a movie that like I knew a lot of kids Growing up, that were scared of. I mean, you know, my my little brother was afraid of it, despite the fact that my sister and I loved it. Yeah, um, and you bullied him. I remember bullied a lot of
2: people. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> and Tony's were the fear. dad. Were fucking tight. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I I think that's where I'm gonna I'm gonna put my vote, but that's by sure. no means to say I don't think yeah. *Labyrinth* is frightening to children. Yeah, no, of course. Um, or not intended for children. I think it is a movie for many.
0: Um, I actually, uh, was going to vote for Pan's Labyrinth on this one, which I think is a little surprising coming from me. But thinking about the things that I was really scared of as a kid, uh, I was like the good kid. Like I didn't really act up in school after second grade. Okay. Actually, this is a fun tangent. Uh, in second grade, (laughs) uh, I used to be like a fun, loud kid, I crack jokes, make people laugh in class. And my second grade teacher, Miss Donnellan, putting her on blast, she was horrible to me. Um, she took my desk and set my desk away from all the other students and put it next to her desk on the other side of the classroom. Uh, and she bullied me. Uh, and I became like this shy, quiet kid in class. And so, like, one of the scariest things to me growing up was like upset adults. And so, I think for that reason, I need to vote for Pan's Labyrinth in this one. Well,
2: look, I, I-, I-, I made the comments that I made both. For pans and for Coraline, like I I was both these kids. I was both these kids, and both like these are two movies that are near and dear to my heart and whatever. For childhood fear, the person who I am today, who I am now, I I would hope that I I spoke a lot about this. If anything, I'm being philosophically consistent to (laughs) for Matthew. I spoke a lot about this. I love the positive evolution for childhood fears and and what happens where you look back on something as a kid and you're like, oh that wasn't as scary. Like I, I made it through or like dude I or I had a positive outcome. Um so while I love Pan's Labyrinth and and the fears that it did and everything that it it showed in this very specific, really hard reality, I kind of I'm I'm this is a hopeful vote for Coraline. Because I love that its conclusion kind of reflects kind of the the being grateful as a kid. Um, and I like that lesson from my childhood fear more than uh the other one. With yeah, with that, Coraline Coraline win. This is a this is a fantastic matchup. I didn't know genuinely where I would be at it. Um, you know, it literally recorded this Matthew's surprised face with my Coraline vote, and I was it was real. <laughs> um these are both great. I mean, if you had a childhood fear, one, thanks for submitting your honorable mentions, but also, look, things are scary when, <laughs> when we're kids. Things are scary as yeah. adults, but we grow from them. And it's really awesome to have childhood fears uh, come full circle and just be like, we literally were able to watch them now and we didn't have any nightmares that I know of.
0: <laughs> hey, you know what we forgot to mention up top? Hmm we got a new bracket to reveal
1: shit man oh my gosh we do that we do um which is very exciting because every finale comes with a new announcement the next tough cut podcast bracket is going to be the family that's racket note i didn't say family Mm -hmm. movies this isn't things for the family This is movies about About family. Family, you know,
0: just in time for Thanksgiving. Your favorite families in movies. You love, you love, uh, you love the Croods. (laughs) (laughs) Oh
1: man! Why didn't we pick the Croods? (laughs) I gotta change my picks. Coming at you on episode one, though. Coming at you next episode if you want to watch along with us. We've got Furious Seven versus Spy Kids (laughs) Two.
0: Oh uh, my God! That's in the first half of the bracket,
1: and then. Lilo and Stitch versus Hereditary <laughs> in the second half of the bracket. Uh, um, wild matchups, which should be really, really fun. So look forward to that coming. Just at you in next time week. for the holidays, Thanksgiving's coming <laughs> Just up. Just in time, you know. Yeah. Does
2: your family remind you of the Hereditary family? Let us know in the comments.
1: True. You should feed your younger sibling cake they're allergic to.
2: <gasps> Spoilers for Hereditary. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that little sister like, that, out, like man. That. yeah
1: so that should be a really really fun bracket so look forward to that um beyond that if you enjoyed today's show make sure to rate and review us on all of your favorite podcasting platforms um wherever you listen to us follow us on social media at tough cut pod we're on all of your favorites um if you enjoyed today's episode you should share it with a cat in a hat mm. you should
2: okay honestly Tough cuties, tough nasties. Um, it's okay. Share with
0: each other. Sure. Share with Share each, other. each other. Find love. Find love, Dude, find if you're, love if you're in the
1: love face a, of fear. If you're a cutie, find a nasty, send him the episode. If you're a cutie, this, and, and, find And a if nasty. you're a tough cut listener, you know what that means. You know that that's an invitation to get Wait, down.
0: You know what? You know what? If you're a cutie... Send this to someone who doesn't listen to the podcast, but who you think would be a nasty. Ooh. And if you're nasty, send this to someone who doesn't listen to the podcast who you think would
2: God, be nasty. God, my cute. DMs are about to blow up.
0: Why are you going to do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the,
1: the pain of being an anonymous, famous podcast yeah. host. Is people, they're like, damn, you would really like this show. It sounds exactly like you. <laughs> <laughs> Not thematically, just something about their voice <laughs> is like really, really similar. It reminds but, me of you. Yeah. yeah. We all use a voice changer, though.
2: Yeah. Yes, my real voice sounds like this. All
1: right, now that the episode's <laughs> over, a couple British schoolboys going back to the...